Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And as always, I'm pleased to be here with you, uh, giving us the opportunity uh, to discuss the things that are going on in our society and determining what it is we think and feel and what direction we should go related to these topics. It is the utmost importance that our voices be heard beyond a few blocks, that we're able to talk and make sure our discussions are out there for everyone to participate in. And this is what we do on a daily basis. So it is important to us to get on top of things, stay on top of things, and make sure our movement continues to give us results that we deserve, and today is no different. Our president has decided that his administration should continue its efforts uh, to downgrade the players of the NFL, uh, to show their bias related to uh, individuals who are willing to stand up for their rights and talk down about the inequities of uh, the fairness of our justice system. And so we need to make sure that we're ready and prepared uh, to fight and help uh, white America recognize that our children 
are worth fighting for, recognizing that the these these the police ability not to handle uh, people of color appropriately will not be tolerated. So we have to stand up for ourselves and be ready to push back. Uh, Nate, you read my uh, editorial related to the NFL, and it seems that they are ready and prepared to um, bring this issue back to the forefront, uh, something that we thought was going to die down and and only be um, held up high by Colin Kaepernick is now being thrusted in the faces of all African-Americans who play pro sports. I didn't even get into that, everybody. And, um, yes, I did, Rich, um, your commentary yesterday. And, you know, it's, it's what I was looking at is how they, uh, uh, you know, it just seems like to me they're just all about protecting the profit and everything. They don't want to offend the ones who who had an issue with, uh, with the kneeling through the national anthem. So they're going to say that if you don't want to stand for it, you can, you can go into the tunnel and everything like that. Now not, now you don't take away their platform for them to do what they feel they want to do. Now, I'm a soldier, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm always standing for the national anthem, but I don't have a problem with those who feel the need to kneel because that's their right. That's why I went out there and fight. And, and, and it just, it just seemed like you got 32 um, billionaires, even though the Raiders and I think, the San Francisco um, uh, 49ers owners decided not to vote, and the New York Jets voted against it. So you got 29 other um, billionaires who's, who all they're thinking about is, 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 is their money, not not the uh, social events that are going on today. And the way that they did this here, they didn't invite anybody to get any input. They just sat amongst themselves. They didn't invite Colin Kaepernick or anybody else who's an activist just to come up with any kind of resolution. This is something they went and did on their own and everything. And they don't want they don't want to have anything to do with it. At least the New York Jets owner said that if his players are fine for kneeling, he'll pay for the fine. At least they, at least their owner stand up and say, I, I got I got their back. So it's not all the owners, but it's majority of majority of them who's thinking about that one thing, that almighty dollar and everything. And we live it in a society and if it ain't happening to me, it ain't my problem. And that's what the protest was about, to acknowledge the problem at hand, to let everybody, hey, we, we have a problem, you know, because it don't happen to you, that does not mean it's not a problem. And that's the problem right there. Those owners don't want to acknowledge it because they're so big. They don't want to offend all the other people uh, who, who who's giving the uh, NFL money. But here's the thing about it. That's what a protest has been to do, to offend, to acknowledge, to enlighten, to offend. If it offends you, then you'd be willing to do something about it. But the only thing they want to do is try to hide it and try to sugarcoat it and say, well, we're we giving them an option not even to come out. But even in that, that's still going to cause a division within the team itself. You know, instead of the last year, the guys who was kneeling, it was a unified force across the field. They were they was, they was holding their teammates up. Now they're not coming up. Now that's an issue with, well, amongst the teammates. So I, I, much as I like football, I don't like the way they're handling this. Because they 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 not they all about that one thing the green. Thank you, James. Uh, Dean, when I look at this, um, you know, I'm not sure that they have create, you know, did anything that's going to give them any kind of resolution. If they, with the majority of the team being black, 
if the majority of the guys decide to stay in, that changes nothing. Uh, you know, I mean, whether they're in or outside kneeling, people are going to know why they're not uh, out out on the field. Uh, so uh, it seems to me that it, this is uh, uh, all to do about nothing. And the problem is you cannot try to uh, put a stranglehold on men who are smart, strong, and wealthy. Uh, what do they think the results is going to be uh, when they go out there on that field? One of the things for sure is very few of these men are the kind of men that back down from anybody. Well, uh, James, uh, that's uh, yet to be seen. Um, you know, um, the the whole point is uh, to infringe on your rights. Um, you know, to stand for the national anthem is is not a law. Uh, there's no law to to say that you must stand for the national anthem. Uh, it's a mutual agreement. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, in retrospect, it's just like uh, their ability or their wants to fly the uh, Confederate flag. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's a, uh, a method of expression. And so, uh, and so, uh, the point is that uh, they want to be right, and that's the whole point. Uh, you know, so when you put the the, the two in the same context. Uh, it's a it's a freedom of expression. Uh, just like to protest anything to, that you want to protest lawfully is your God given right. It's a uh, it's your uh, national given right. Uh, but they want to be right about all matters, and so that's that's all that this is about. Them wanting to be right. One of the things I recognize as we continue to talk about this is, is that you don't protest something when you don't have a platform that's going to give you visibility. So to suggest that these athletes need to find another time to protest, there is no time greater than when you're about to take the field and battle uh, those who are your adversaries. So therefore, it doesn't make any sense to tell somebody, well, on your day off you can protest, because that is not going to give you the visibility that you need. Here we are dealing with the inappropriate uh, behavior of officers who find it necessary to treat men of color inappropriately. Uh, We just had this video come out with this uh, young man who was a pro basketball player, and certainly he did nothing uh, to to warrant their behavior, all they needed to do was give him a chance. But instead, they wanted to call out six or seven officers and surround him and then pounce on him because he had his hands in his pocket. How can you tell somebody not to put their hands in their pocket when you're dealing with something that is not a criminal, I mean, it's not a criminal uh, behavior? You're just waiting for them to write you a ticket, and you can't put your hands in the pocket. That you know how how, how um, dangerous is it for them when they got this man surrounded? They wanted to do what they did, and what Kaepernick has done is want to bring 
uh, light to how these men are behaving related to common citizens. So, um, Nate, we, we are in a place where our president is saying, I could care less how you are being treated. You need to stand for the uh, national anthem, or maybe you need to go to another country. I mean, this is something we've heard before in the 40s, in the 50s, in the 60s, that if you don't like where you are, go home. You know, I, you know, it's, I, I want to take it back on, on first on, on that NBA player. So the sad thing about that was it was too sorted. It was too supervised. That never should have gotten out of hand, number one. And two, he didn't show them no kind of threat. It was very polite, very courteous. And in fact, he was more professional than them. And for them to take him down and chase him the way they did was was truly absurd. Even even the mayor, which I can tell us what he had to say about it, what else he going to say, that needs to be looked into. That's, you know, it's kind of funny how everybody's always reactive when they see some stuff being proactive. Yeah, you know, Walker had, has a history of this and everything, but it's still going on. And... And as, 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 as for the president himself, you know, he always likes saying silly stuff and everything like that. You know, like I said, I'll stand for the flag because I'm a soldier. That's the soldier in me. Now, as a black man now, you know, that flag don't represent all good, you know, like if you try to be patriotic to the flag because that flag at one time was not patriotic to me and my ancestors. You know, and people have to understand that. That 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 flag don't have the greatest history in uh, uh in our history, it is, there's some bad things happen under the under the tenure of that flag, and people have and some people are reflecting on that, and have not forgotten that. So if you don't stand for the flag, you all of a sudden you're patriotic. It's not it's not it's not some stuff you're patriotic, but there's a lot of people who kneel who didn't don't kneel for the flag, also defend this, still defend this country, and to sit here and say, but you don't like what is on the flag, um, you can go 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 back where you came from. It's so funny people say that because majority of people are saying that our ancestors too of different different of other countries. It's so easy to say that when you're not the one that was persecuted by that flag, and that just bothers me because you know nobody wants to talk about these things. So we got to do it like we're doing now and everything because we're the one who was persecuted at one time on that flag. But the ones who who, who got these things to say? They never had. To, they never had to deal with the issue. They never had to worry about the police pulling them over and tasing them, or 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 or, or beating them up or getting shot. They don't ha- have that problem, so it's easy for them to say. And as for the president, is he? He he he's a he, he's a he's a uh, decision for immigrants himself. So the nerve of him saying something like that. His dad is not from this country, so for him to even say that, the nerve of him is really insulting because that's the one thing about this country. That it made it so good. We everybody's a, everybody's an ancestor of an immigrant that came from somewhere. And that's what so I'm going home. I am home. United States of America is my home. I'm not going to Africa. This is my home. This is where I put my uniform to defend. So to tell me to go um, go back where I came from, I am where I came from. I just want to live in peace where I was born at. Thank you. You know, it's amazing that everything he does has some kind of meaning behind it. Uh, and he simply is trying to just throw uh, disrespect in your face everywhere you turn. Uh, he pardoned um, a pro-boxer uh, recently, and you know it ain't because he had no love for that man. 
So why would you think that he is involved in trying to suggest uh, that he's done something historically for African Americans when they, you know that that's just bogus? And so um, here we are, um, Joyce, talking about what our president is continuing to do to antagonize uh, rich black men uh, and put, try to, to create some animosity. He, there's no way they're going to allow what he did or what he's doing uh, to uh, go without them having some backlash. Well, you know who he is and what he's all about. I don't particularly fault him as much as I fault all the all the, the people that bag him and let him get away with it, particularly the ones in Congress and the Senate. This is ridiculous. He has no respect for no one. He don't give a damn. What comes out of his mouth, he just fouls. My take on that is that what do they do for a person who dodged the service five times? Because that's what your president did. He has never. So if he loves right. the flag so much, then what do you do for a person who, who didn't want to go to, to, to serve their country? So don't give me that you love the United States of America that much. No. he And he acts like blacks have never fought against anything. And my daughter, when I was growing up, that's all the guys did once they graduated. They went straight into the, the uh, Marine Army or anyone that would take them. They would go. Without hesitation, they go sign up. The day that they graduate, they're out of there. So for him to say that we don't respect the flag or anything else, and my thing is is that you can honor just as much being on your knees that you do, you know, standing up. He's ridiculous. It's, it's racism. It's showing. It's blatant. You can tell how he feel about black as to how he dogs and talk about uh, Obama. That's why we're in the situation we are in today because he was trying to make Obama and anybody came before him look bad. And he just a dummy. Yep. They called the wrong person a dummy today. They call it to Pence instead of calling it Trump. That's all I got to say. It is extremely interesting that we find ourselves with this man not knowing when to just let go and um, let bygones be bygones. He is just determined that he's going to be waging war uh, with everybody who defies him. And um, and I just don't think there's no win for him in this situation. Uh, he can destroy the pastime if he likes. I don't think it will happen because there are too many Americans who are committed to these teams and who love watching these boys play. So ultimately, he is not going to bring the NFL down, but he just wants to be an adversary. And so um, we find the thought that where he's supposed to be having his attention focused on, he's just all over the place. And what we were going to give him some credit about, he's now destroyed uh, the uh, opportunity to come to some agreement with North Korea. Well, yeah, uh, you know, um, I think it's evident that, uh, you know, he's unable to stay out of his own way. Uh, for, for President Obama to come out beforehand to say that he was not, I think he said, I think he said mentally fit to uh, hold uh, the presidential office, 
it's it's pretty obvious that he knew something or uh his administration knew something more than that's than been revealed uh to us at this time. Um, but you know, I think also that uh, they have a vested interest in changing America into something that they want it to be. I think um the people that that's supporting him, uh the the Congress and the House that that uh, that are supporting him and putting over all these shenanigans, uh I think they have a long and agreed vested interest in something else. Um, if you notice, when he first came out as a candidate uh, and as the uh, nominee, uh, he quickly went after the FBI and the CIA, even before he got uh, into office. Um, so he was under the assumption that they was on to him way back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so, uh, but uh, a positive note, um I heard on the morning, Joe, this morning, that uh, the evangelical Christians are, be, are being dragged out on the carpet for their stance uh, in supporting him. I was elated to hear that, um, almost to the fact that what took, what took anybody so long to, to even see that. But they have been dragged out and ridiculed pretty harshly about their stance in supporting him and his uh, antics. Thank you, James. It is just truly amazing that we find ourselves in this situation where people uh, who were our allies are questioning whether or not they should remain with us because they don't know where we're going or how we're going to uh, protect what they've already established. It is sad to think that we find ourselves in a situation where our president fooling around with domestic issues related to uh, entertainment and sports while also falling short on the international front. Uh, This man just does not understand the need uh, to do what his office is to do. So, Nate, we find ourselves in, in all kind of bad waters related to all kind of things. Our international relationships are are in danger because of this man. And the sad thing about it is he he doesn't care. He's in a position of power. He sits in the most powerful seat in in, in the world. And that's part of the problem right there. He knows he's sitting in in a position of power. But he doesn't understand the responsibility that comes with that. To like, he want to cancel the summit against North Korea and everything. Well, the presidents would have done that. Listen, there been a real reason. I didn't see no justified reason for you to, for you for you to do that, especially when North Korea has been showing good face by turning people over that was former prisoners and everything. So they have been showing good hand. Now I'm quite sure that's more under the table than meets the eye. But as a whole, a lot a lot of our allies are looking at us crazy, like. We don't know what your president is going to do next. And this is this is the time where it's most fragile because you can gain allies now or you can lose allies. And right now, every time we have gone to war in the last 20 years, we had, we didn't go as the United States. We went as a coalition force and everything. So that's something that he needs to keep in mind, you know, 
you know, because the battle lines are different now. And and as for diplomacy, he does not use no diplomacy. He does not know how to be presidential. And like you say, he's spending so much time in domestic issues and everything. And, and, and in fact, he's making those worse. But what about the foreign policy? I'm yet to see what he's talking about when it comes to our foreign policies and everything. He was talking about putting the boot to Iran when it comes to the uh, um, to their nuclear program and all that kind of stuff. You can't talk junk to every country. Every country is not going to not going to take that from you. You know, you have to be able to woo. And I don't think President uh, Obama has gotten enough credit for how to, when he was in office, he didn't have a lot of those issues with communicating with other countries and everything because he pretty much had respect across the board. Now, in saying that, is that we have a military now. Every time I, I, I look in the newspaper, uh, a military leader is getting fired within the ranks. They're getting, they're getting fired. They're getting fired. They had, they had a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps today got fired for the loss of confidence. Air Force Fire Two senior advisors and stuff. I have never seen that before until this man became the commander in chief. So he's causing a divide, not just internationally but also domestically and in the military. That is just not suitable. And the thing about it is, he don't care. And whoever comes in behind him as president will have to do so much fixing that it's going to take two terms. It's going to take two terms to fix the things that he's doing. Because he thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Everything he done, what about me? What about me? Look what I done. Look what I done. And what you said before, James, about when he pardoned that guy, you know, he don't care about no black people. He really he don't even care about women. So what you think he don't care about people of color? You know, he don't. He don't. He has, he has no. He has no idea what it is to walk in our shoes, and he does not want to know what it is to walk in our shoes. But he failed to understand one thing: you're not just the president of the rich people; you're the president of the whole United States. That's all I got to say about that, James. Well, that's not his agenda. His agenda is not to please uh, everyone in the United States. He has his nucleus uh, that he's only interested in. I see that we have a new uh, number on the uh, board, uh, 8008. I'm calling out the last four digits of your number, 8008. Please uh, give us your name and where you're calling from. My name is Pamela Pickens. I'm calling from Ashburn, Georgia. Uh, Pamela, what are, what are your thoughts about how our president is attacking uh, these African-American players of the NFL, and how do you think they're going to respond uh, to his uh, his statement about whether if they, if they can't stand for the nationalism, maybe they not shouldn't be here? Tom, I'm, this is my first time calling in. I got this uh, phone number from a um, a person that I know I see from time to time, and so if I would, I'd rather not speak this time because this is my first time listening in, and I'd rather just kind okay. of hold on. Well, listen, we enjoy new callers, uh, so you just call in as often as you can, and uh, we do want to hear your your thoughts related to the kinds of things we talk about. Uh, Kathy, uh, welcome on the air. I see you've got your, your number that appears on the board. Uh, Kathy, you know, I know you don't try to get into uh, how silly our president is acting, uh, but you know that the majority of this league is African-American, and uh, it is just unreasonable that this man, these these men have tempers. These men uh, don't take kindly uh, to people pushing them. Uh, So what, what do you think their result is going to be 
uh, when their president says, if you can't stand for the national anthem, maybe you need to, to leave America. Good afternoon, James. Uh, I did hear a little bit of that, and um, being that these young men have a, a mind of their own, and I, I think there's going to be still going to be some sort of protest because they said something about them not coming out during uh, that time when they do the national anthem. But um, I also heard that some of them would probably um, boycott that before it actually be before they actually start playing um, the game. So this is just something that's that's up in the air. I mean, they do have a right, but uh, again, if that's something that's put inside of the playbook that they have to stand regardless of how they feel, then they have to stand. They're they're getting a check for it. So you know, I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know which way. Um, this is going to go. I, I really do not know. Well, I think the playing field is extremely different when it comes to men on this kind of level uh, because they find themselves able to say and do things a little differently. Uh, they already have money, so they don't necessarily – have to follow and cow down uh, to their ownership because their ownership wants them. You know, you have to remember when these, when they did have strikes uh, or in the NFL, the owners knew the quality of play was going to drop tremendously. These guys are the best of the best, and the last thing they want is their best player uh, sitting on the sideline or uh, opting not to play. Uh, this playbook related to uh, men trying to, to deny professionals the right uh, to protest has been tried. Uh, Muhammad Ali uh, defied the government. Uh, so we've seen a lot of instances where professional athletes have been victorious when it comes to their right to protest. Uh, D, and so you know, we have entertainers, and we have have had athletes who played a major role in making sure uh, that we they had something to say. Uh, D, I'm gonna have to go to you because uh, looks like uh, I mean I'm gonna have to go to you, Nate, because it looked like D is spelling off the board. So don't you understand that these guys are somebody's going to, to pull their coattails and tell them they have a responsibility. Uh, to play a role in our society. And you're right. And you're absolutely right. Um, you know, what you, what you had said before, that um, uh, these guys being the best of the best and everything like that and the quality of play, because back in the 80s, I know a lot of people remember that when they had the scrub players was coming in, and once the scrub players came in, that strike didn't last, what, what, three or four weeks, and they had to bring them back. It, but it's going to take a combined effort. Uh, uh, for those guys in the NFL, it's going to take a good, strong nucleus of players to say that we won't stand for it and everything. And once the quality of play goes down and people paying that money, not just for the tickets but to park and for concession and all that, they ain't going to have to make them um, answer. The only to hurt those thir- those those thirty two owners is to hurt them in the pocket. 
that that's that that is the only way to make exactly. them address the issue and everything. But see, mm-hmm. look how that meeting happened. See, that meeting happened behind closed doors. Like I said before, what mm-hmm. nobody what no what nobody um invited to the meeting. The owners did that themselves. They they didn't want me or you or Joe Flair or or some of the uh, uh the activists in into that. What they what they what they wanted to do was go ahead and try to pacify us, and at the same time still protect their product, and that's what they are about. They're protecting their product, so that at the same time now, at the same time, they do work for those owners, so they gotta understand that's their job too. So it's a catch twenty two. They're like just like me, if I don't do it with my boss, the guidelines on my job, I am subsequently to be punished or even fired. Now, in their case, them guys ain't going to get fired. They ain't going to cut those guys and everything like that because they need those guys to win. So they're in a position of power, but it's going to take yes, a unified right. power. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a unified power to get that point across. But the thing about it is that if you're not unified and you got guys that's jumping the fence, then, then what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to create chaos and turmoil amongst the players. Because when you see those guys not coming out in the tunnel, then they go, so he ain't standing, he ain't standing, this and saying this and that. Then that's what they want. Because they really, truly was about uni- unification and everything like that. They brought in certain people and said, what can we do to fix this situation? But no, they went in and did it behind people's backs and said, this is what we came up with. That's mm-hmm. the key with what they came up with. Not what's going to satisfy people, or that's what's going to fix the problem. What they're, What's going to solidify their pockets. Thank you. Uh, Joyce, uh, you've had um, you had a son that played in the NFL, and you were aware that these guys are not very tolerant of being pushed around. These are not the kind of men who uh, just cow down and and take whatever somebody says. Some of these people aren't coachable, and they not they they don't listen very well to to ownership or anybody else. Well, you know what? Let's think about this, and let's just take, let's be open-minded. What we're looking at is what they call modern-day slavery. The, the NFL player, to me, is no different than the still slaves that, that had the masters. Think about it. But a new script can be written. Little do they know the players got more power than the owners. You notice that the owners, the players' association was not invited. No one but the owners. Now, what they should have done, they could have let it just blow over if they would have just started the season, let them go away it was. You, you, your customer's not going to complain. Your customer's going to complain now because half of them going to be on the field and half of them going to be, be there. And only the strong going to be able to survive financially. But this is their opportunity to break the owners and show them who's in power. Because when you think about it, What's going on with our players, the NFL players, is no different than what was going on years ago in slavery where you had your field field people, your house people. <laughs> and this is what is happening. And the master, everybody was scared of the master, even though it was one master and you got about 100 field persons, they were scared of the master. But the difference is now you got what that master needs. You got talent. Use his thoroughbred. You would make his pocket go. White folks love money. 
these owners love money. And just like that, the Nate said, you hit them in the pocket, you give them a wake-up call. This commissioner got to go. No backbone. Now, today no. they said, what would you think if that happened with the NBA? It ain't going to happen because LeBron James has already come on, on TV and said that this is his way of trying to divide and conquer, and he's not going to tolerate it. So that ain't going to go in the NBA because your big boys start talking. Now, all these big boys with these teams, and you got a lot of them big boys, they need to show that they're leaders and teach the young people what you do. You have to stand up for what you believe in. This is day day. This is day time. Get it done. You may mention uh, that we work for those individuals. Understand that teachers work for school boards, and teachers have been coming out and uh, defying their their uh, employer because of their low wages. So if teachers can be given the right uh, to protest and fight for what they believe is right, uh, athletes and entertainers and and uh, all those who perform for us should have the right to do it as well. Yes, that's true, but um, Joyce made a valid point uh, a few minutes ago uh, talking about those that who are established. See, there are some um, NFL players that are not established, just came into the league, probably uh, is not getting as much as the other players, so they can't, you know, even though they want to, they can't because they're not getting paid what everybody else is getting paid. And um, 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 case in point is one of the players that plays for, I believe it's the coach, uh, goes to our church. Um, he called the pastor and told the pastor, told our pastor that, you know, he was afraid because of what was going on and that he had just started and the owners were talking about they were going to cut some people. He had just started. And so he, he, he asked the pastor, what should he do? And the pastor told him, to go with his heart. Whatever his heart was, that's what he go with because he wants to stand with the players, but then he wants to keep his pay going as well. So there's there's going to be a difference. Um, you know, it, it would be great if everybody could stand together and, and regardless if you get paid uh, $100,000 or you getting paid $5 million, if everyone could stand together and show the unity, that would be awesome. But it's not going to happen like that. I mean, and then I know you said the teachers, but that's different. The teachers are, are different from these players because these players are getting paid all of this money, most of them. So if they say, okay, we're not going to do it, then we're not going to do it. But if they say they're going to go out there anyway, then they're going to go out there anyway. It's going to be great to see however it works out, but, you know, Whatever they decide, I'm behind them, you know. So that's my comment, James. Hey, James, you know what I'm like behind them as well, uh, Kathy. I want to see these guys, and I understand the rookies. I understand the rookies are the first and second year players, uh, and I would ask them to go ahead and get their money. They need to stash it because the truth is. When you have money, you can be defiant. When you have money, you can you can 
take a stand where other people have to uh, to look at what it is their overall uh, situation may inquire, require them to do. And I, I respect that. But that's right. The, the veteran players are the ones who should stand up and do what their hearts tell them to do. And I uh, recognize that Colin Kaepernick needs to be supported. Maybe he is not going to get back in the NFL, but maybe we need to support him financially uh, and his foundation so that we can have a say in what is going on around in our country. We have to recognize, we have to support the leadership that is around us so that they can be that spokesperson for us. Uh, they can't be left out in the wind and as though they don't, they don't count. So, Joyce, we even if the NFL players don't want to walk out or don't want to stay in the locker room or don't want to kneel, they need to be prepared to support the foundation of uh, Colin Kaepernick and be a part of whatever the solution is. We know what the solution is. We have to bring light to the fact that there are too many police officers out there willing to beat on us, to tase us, and shoot us. And so, therefore, we need to be able to fight back. You're correct. I think this would be the perfect time for all the the top athletes to pull together for once and create something new, create something different just for them. And when I say pull together, they can pull their resources, and it won't hurt them at all to help the young ones coming up, like Kathy indicated, the, the ones that are coming into the league. This is their chance. My thing is you got to choose. Is the money great enough when everybody can get a little piece of the pie? Because you 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 better in numbers. If they go 100% strong, you're sending a, a message. So my thing is, and I beg and I ask those top athletes who are in the big money, this is your opportunity for your investment. Because a lot of times you do some investment and you don't even see no repercussions. But if you invest in you, who you are, what your ancestors stood for, this is the perfect opportunity. Because I'm telling you, this is more than slavery. If you look at it, he's telling you to go back to your country. Where is that? Honey, we built that White House that you sent your buddy into. Now you don't use us up, and now you want to just throw us out? He's just so afraid that there's some black ones probably richer than, than Trump. Believe me. And just the thought of them having that kind of money, he can't stand it. Now, I don't fault totally his butt for being stupid. I fault the owners. No respect. And they need to break the owners. They need to break them down. Show them that they the boss. I got something you need. You make your money off of me. I'm your thoroughbred. So if you want me to run your race, you better feed me good. You better nurture me. And this is our time for our young men, our young men. Oh, my God, this is their time to show them that they are real men, to pool their resources and help the ones that are just coming into the league. They can get it done. Believe me. I wish I had one of those the things where you can talk and it can people can listen to you all over the world because they like book needs to come on right about now. Their light bulbs need to come on. They need to see the big picture. And this is it. Plus, they're teaching their young people what to do. You're teaching your kids what to do. You're teaching them to stand up for what you believe in and what is right, because what is right is key. 
a lesson can be. Yeah, it is for us uh, to take uh, responsibility uh, for what our future is going to be. And we cannot ask white America to fight a battle for us that we're unwilling to fight for ourselves. And so if we're not willing to stand up and put our resources together to win this battle, uh, then we can't ask them to do it for us. We have to be willing and prepared to use all of our resources, but we need someone to start the organization uh, so that we can back that organization. And so if uh, Kaepernick is the one, then so be it. We need to be prepared to make him and his organization and his foundation as big as the NRA. And so, uh, you know, it is just uh, important for us, Nate, to make sure or to have, excuse me, we need to have an organization that we can go to that can uh, stand up for us. And maybe uh, this is one of those ones we need to consider. Are you there, Dean? All right, let's take a, a break, and we'll come right back and continue through our conversation.
I am this woman. I am this woman that has set the expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintained her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. To you, but I never had it so good, Sports Media Network. We're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard beyond a few blocks. You will be heard loud and clear without interruption. Call in at 657 383 0309, we want you to be an integral part of our group. We want all of you to feel comfortable calling in and having your voices heard and letting your opinions flow because we're the movement to make sure that we have a voice. Uh, D, are you there? Yes, James, I am. Sorry, I had to step off a minute. Go ahead. D, I, I just want to ask you, you know, we are always wanting to have an organization that can honestly compete with organizations like the NRA. So why can't we be asking our millionaires and our entertainers uh, to start the, start this organization off, and we'll begin to support it as it moves forward? Why can't we lean on them uh, to give us the representation that we need uh, so that we can fight these wars. Well, I, I got the answer, James. And Ms. Joyce, I love you like a sister. You are my sister. 
uh, you made you made a great point. Um, you know, and and that that um that that uh, microphone thing that you were speaking of is called a megaphone, and you do have a megaphone. You got your you got your cell phone and Facebook. That's your megaphone right there. And and we need to uh, hold these self-made millionaires accountable to to give them an interest in what's really going on. The answer to your question, James, uh, you know, their time is now, uh, but right now we're really going to find out what they're made of, these self-made millionaires. But but we have to understand uh, where they come from and what generation they come from. See, they didn't come from our generation. Uh, they came from a hip hop generation. All they, uh, what they grew up with was gangster rap, uh, thug life, and and uh, spinning wheels, twenty twos on the on the cars, and and hoochie dancers, and fighting dogs. Oh, they better okay. get it together. Well, that's right, because. Uh, like Miss and I've been saying, I've been saying all year long that Donald Trump is the thing that is supposed to spark this revolution, and they, them having their own money, they are ideal to to fill in that gap. However, and now we're gonna find out where the rubber hits the road, and we're also gonna find out how we let how we let our society fall through the cracks. Yeah, how we saw fail them. Yeah, see, this is our kids also. You know, we let we yeah. let hip hop, gangster rap, and and the drug culture run things for thirty years. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they have not been trained. They not have, they have not been trained to give a hoop. So when we expect for them to jump up and, and be a part uh, of, of the system and and step out, they haven't been trained. They haven't been groomed. Because we let them, we let them, we let them, uh, we let them, we let them raise themselves. And so, uh, however, I think what Miss Joyce is saying is in that, and that, and that's a that's a stark reality. That you know what I just said. They they raise themselves, so they they haven't been trained the way we were trained by our grandparents. All right. That being said, though, Facebook. Uh, we can we can drag them on the carpet and, and ask the question, why don't you? I mean, you got your own money. You're a, you're, you're a made man. You're a made woman. Why don't you? Why don't you start uh, uh, the foundation of a movement and let them know that we will back you? But we just need your voice. We need your platform as platform as being in the public eye. That's the only thing that's missing. Like uh, Kaepernick, you know, uh, yeah, sure enough. Now the opposition is, is strong and powerful, just like the NRA with with, with, with the students. Uh, it takes it takes due diligence to beat them because they they have the broadcast networks. They have the 300,000 300, watts of power on a daily basis to go uh, to to broadcast what their needs are. So we need their platform of public uh, identity. And then yes, we will back them. We we gotta let them know that. Thank you. What what's important, G and Joyce, is to let them know that we need their their voices and their platforms to galvanize us and let us know what direction they want us to let our few dollars flow. I believe there's enough of us who are willing 
uh, to, to pool our resources with them uh, to get over the top. But we need to know what they're going to do. Um, where is Michael Jordan? Where Where is uh, Oprah Winfrey? Where Where is uh, Dr. J? I mean, there, there, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of them. And I just call out their names because they're the ones that just popped in my head. But we just need them to say we're going to build an organization the size of the NRA to fight the battles uh, that our young people need uh, to wage war on these city streets. We're not talking about war in terms of violence. We're talking about war in terms of uh, fighting back against the tyranny uh, that is taking place where our young people are being beaten and taken to jail for no reason. We need everybody to stand up for these children and recognize that it will take money to do it. And for these millionaires, instead of making it rain at these uh, topless bars and wearing mil- uh, thousands of dollars all around their neck, need to know that it's something bigger than them that they need to participate in, Joy. That's true. And uh, we got the Spike Lees, we got the Tyler Perrys, we got them all. We need for them to wake up. We need to, the Obamas them to come alive. Right. We need them to start generating our young people in the right direction. They got the money, but they don't have they don't have the the the, the, the sources. They don't know what what to do with it. So we need to start redirecting them what it is that we're asking for. And what we can do right now, we can start. We can start by by catering to our own. And when you go in there and buy and cater on your own, you're talking and communicating. Work gets around. Communication, communication. D, I'm learning. I'm learning this Internet, and I'm going to start doing a vocal. uh, But, you know, I'm just so new at this, and today was my day that I'm finally trying to get my world behind me where I can really get some boundaries. So I felt so good today because I had a time limit, and I met that time limit, and I stayed up all night to do that. But my thing is for our young people, they need to wake up. They need to start music. They can tell you what to do in the music, but they need to start writing the right lyrics. Now, back in our days, we had good music, but all good music was sending a message. I don't know what the message is for the young people, what they're talking about, you know, because all of it is sexual sexual uh, type of uh, needles or whatever you call it. But my thing is we need to get them on the right page. Now is their time. We got LeBron James. When he came on TV today, his name is powerful, and he letting you know he's not going to tolerate it. So it might just start there. And our NBA may show our NFLers what to do. They just as powerful. They got the power. And why are you going to be so afraid? But, you know, we have to look at it where all this afraidness come from. Mr. Trump is trying to do a dictatorship here in the United States. We better wake up because that's where, where all of this is trying to go. Divide and conquer. This dude is, is, is a joke. But he's definitely for real. And the power that he got behind him is what they call hatred. And we got to supersede that because that's where we are. But this is a golden opportunity for our young people to show us what you're all about and whether or not you can carry that baton. 
right deed we did fail them because they don't know what to do. And that's because of the breakup communication broke down. We were so busy letting them do their own thing instead of directing them when you come into all this type of big resources, what to do. You invest in your community. Turn it around. Start little. They want to start big in the whole bit. So we fail them in a lot. But this is our opportunity, too, where that sand meets the road, where we can bring them around, too, and do a lot of talking. Now's the time to start. But, you know, all his evil, in the end, it may do a world of good, Trump. He might bring our black generation closer than what we think because I tell you what, we're the type of people that once we get pushed to the wall so bad, we will always come out a winner. So maybe this is where we have it. Yeah, it is important that we recognize that our money, we have to put our money where our mouth is and make sure that we're willing to commit ourselves to a organization that is going to have the ability to talk at every state, every city, every time there's something going on, we need to be prepared and ready to galvanize ourselves uh, to meet the, the needs uh, of the people, the common people. We cannot leave the common man behind. He needs to know that he's going to be supported by those of us who followed the road. And so, uh, Cassie, we need to recognize that this will go a long way in helping us to diffuse some of the violence in our neighborhood. Yes, that's absolutely true. And I just want to piggyback on what um, Dee was saying, that we that what we do have is in front of us, which is this social media. Social media will help get the word out. Once you go live and begin to talk about these issues, then we will see more and more responses from people. I mean, even like with what happened to you, you know, you, we – we see what the response was once we began to email these people and tell them that we what we were not going to stand for. And it's the same way once you begin to go live on this show, there are going to be people that are going to be calling in. You may even get called in to go on another show to talk about those issues because the people are out there. They just need, as uh, someone said, they need a leader, someone to lead them into that next phase. So maybe you're the person to lead us into that next phase. What do you say that we do? How how do we put it together? What what's going to be um um our key points? How are how are we going to make that happen? All right. Well, we you for one thing, we have to community. We have to find a foundation that's willing to to fight the battle for us. Uh, that's why I'm going to do some research on cabinet foundation. But we need to find a – we are large enough and strong enough, and we have enough resources uh, to build an organization the size of the NRA so that we can have a voice just as loud as theirs. You cannot fight with these small voices. I'm just being honest. The NAACP has done what they could do. Uh, uh, but until they get the support that they need or we create another organization to support, they cannot fight the battle with the NRA or others who are uh, killing our children in the street. Uh, we're going to uh, take a short break and come back and give everyone an opportunity to, to have their final say. 
to see the future in real time, to view the confidence of a winner in a beautiful package. My smile emulates the sun in ways that make those around me 
feel the warmth of my love. My joy creates the type of breeze that brings new direction to those who doubt spring is coming. The cooling blue skies that exist in my world are truly infectious. I hate the thought of slumber because it denies me too many moments when I'm not impacting the world. The passion that exists in me I have for life can't be contained by the dark clouds of my personal doubt. I have mastered my own negativity in ways that reduces any reduction in my productivity. Now every day is the net profit of my existence. My ball of life bounces off of a foundation of obstacles which were overcome with a smile. I now see road, my roadblocks as the items that give my life reason for living. My self-worth is discovered in the way I bring joy to others. This is James T. Deshaies, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This is James T. Deshay, your host. Uh, Joyce, what is your final thought for this evening? Are you there, Joyce? Kathy, what is your final thought for this evening? We have to stand for something or we will fall for everything. You are so right, Cassie. You are so right. Thank you for calling in today. Uh, Dee, what is your final thought for this evening? Well, James, I think the, the monologue that you just gave was was beautiful. And I think the answer uh, is, is in that monologue. You know, uh, just like we looked for the Democratic Party to give us something, to give us something different, I think that's what our young people is looking for. They're looking for an alternative to uh, being what, what what it is that they are being. And I think that, you know, on this show, we, uh, like Michelle said, we, we talk all the time about what it is that, that's needed. But I think the, the solutions are in the things that we say here on this, on this show. But we have to give it to them. And I, so I think if we give them an alternative to their lifestyle, because once they once they get past the age of twenty five, twenty eight, and thirty, they're ready to start trying to uh, venture out and try to find love, romance, and a family. So if we take the advantage now and 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 give them what we know, so they can have some some type of foundation, I think that we will be doing them a great justice. Thank you. All right, uh, Joyce, are you there? James. It is so important. Go ahead, Joyce. No, this is Kathy. I just wanted to add something, and I thought about 
started, just thought about it once Dee was talking about the young people. I was having a conversation yesterday with my sister, and we were talking about how the young people just jump into things. They don't wait. They don't think about it. But once they put something together, they jump into it. And we, as the more mature people, we have to analyze, think about it, wait, see if it's okay before we actually do something. And it just made me think about how they are moving forth, how they have the Black Lives Matter, and they're just going forth doing the different things. So an example from them to us is that we are talking about it. We just have to start moving on it. Like you talked about uh, trying to find a, something for the foundation of, of, of Colin Kaepernick. When you, once you find it, bring it forth, and then we need to start supporting it, not wait. We need to do it right away because when we wait, we forget about it and we don't talk about it anymore until something else happens. So once we get the information, we need to begin to move on it as well. Thank you, and have a great day. I enjoyed the show. Well, it is so important for us to be proactive instead of reactive. We have to have our we have to have our strength and our torpedoes ready and prepared to react when they when necessary. And again, when I use these uh, symbols of war, it's not that I want us to be violent. I just want us to be to be committed and dedicated to the cause. We cannot continue to just see uh, this as something that we want to change. We have to see it as something we're going to change. Take care, everybody. See you tomorrow, p.m. Eastern Time. Thoughts, love, and reflections. And we're ready and prepared to be a part of the new movement in our country. children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.